what is going on guys and welcome to another episode of the beyond rad podcast my name is chad and this week we were joined by max mcgill of the band the deep end So The Deep End is an alternative rock project that uh, was started by Max and uh, he has been carrying the torch. He's got some new guys coming on soon to be a part of the band, but uh, but he kind of mixes elements of, of pop music, of rap music, metal music, and then obviously rock music. And uh, it's really, really cool. Um, he's based out of, uh, he's from Long Island, New York. And uh, I'm really stoked for you guys to, to hear this interview because he just he just has such a cool perspective on on music and creativity. And he really is excited about just the process of of improving himself and, and making better music as well as as sharing his passion for music with, with everyone around him. And I'm super, super stoked because he's really rad and, uh, and the interview is a lot of fun. So before we jump in, though, be sure to head on over to Instagram, to Facebook. Be sure to follow the Deep End Li, and uh, make sure you you give him a like, a follow, and, and let him know who sent you on over there. And then uh, while you're at it, just swing on over to to the podcast's um, Instagram page or Facebook page, and uh, like, follow as well. And if you enjoy this episode, please be sure to give it a share. Um, let everyone know who you know who you think might enjoy it as well. But without further ado, let's just jump right on in. Well, bro, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, dude. So, uh, so I always like to start out, you know, quick introduction, talk a little bit about yourself and then, uh, and then we can obviously jump into the band, talk a little bit more about everything. Cool. Cool. Sounds good. Are we going? Yeah, man, we're ready. All right. Sick. Um, so I guess just some, some intro on the band. Um, it originally started in 2017 as a three-piece and we went to california to record with john lundeen from point north i'm not sure if you're familiar yeah, with dude. them yeah man on uh hopeless records uh they're super cool yeah their and, new um, album's dope yep yep and that's all john too super talented guy so um, yeah. we, we we definitely like cherished and valued that opportunity so um i tried to like kind of soak up as much information as i could from him yeah during dude. uh the like week that we were out there or whatever um so we just kind of took our best six songs that we had written um brought them over there recorded it and uh the plan was just to release it hopefully like you know just get it to as many people as possible um as as per usual and uh then it's hard to like think of it as a you know whole timeline yeah Um, for sure after especially with now covid being in the timeline totally like wigs out the yeah whole, messes up everything you know, <laughs> exactly in every way yeah so, seriously so yeah after that um we played a bunch of shows did a bunch of promoting um we're trying to talk to labels and stuff like that but also just kind of wanted to keep it going solo you know yeah. what we could do on our own um and then after that the band just became a two-piece actually um and over the course of that like six months or so uh things just kind of phased out wasn't working yeah the way that um it, it probably should have been and um after that it was just kind of me uh who was left over here and i then started writing what became the second ep and working with my live musicians now who um i'm working on bringing into the band for this next releases that we're doing but that's kind of the whole timeline so the kind of in December is when it became a solo project and that's uh, a few months before COVID yeah, really dude. hit. Yeah. Nice, man. So, uh, so sounds like there's been quite a bit of <laughs> kind of commotion, I guess, going on with everything. Good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so what led to all the commotion when it, like, as you think about it, was it just like things were just not aligning or what was going on? I think it was honestly just a lot of the, typical things that happen with bands that are starting out like I've, I've been in a lot of bands and kind of know how it goes for the beginning you know time you know like first starting year or so and um yeah i think 
honestly, I don't know if we went and recorded with, you know, John too quick. It kind of just threw it into like a big production. And then it was, yeah. like, it felt like there was a lot of pressure after that. Like we were trying to keep hype going and, um, that for whatever sense. reason. Yeah. It was just, it felt like just a lot of pressure. Like I remember feeling like just after not safe kind of started going off on Spotify. I truly don't know why, like I didn't even submit it to playlisting. Like it just, that was the first single that we released. And yeah. after that, it was like, oh, fuck. all right. <laughs> so, and then I think it was just, we were constantly every day trying to post and, you know, show our personalities as well as promote this thing. And uh, it wasn't really, there were no, you know, disagreements like within us. It was kind of just making everything work with, um, I think, just regular life. And everyone else had like other interests and stuff as well. And it's just like, kind of a weird time and I don't even think now like I've fully reflected on that because it's still been just kind of I've always just been like all right like here we go on to the next one yeah um like let's try to you know put out some more music and you know whatever I'm always just trying to learn too yeah so it's been a big learning experience for sure yeah I bet man dang dude that sounds crazy I uh so so obviously the uh um the Icarus EP is the one that you recorded uh over there right that was actually the first EP, Broken Souls, was with um, John oh, over okay. at uh, Pastel in California. And it okay. was just like a home project uh, over quarantine. So I just did that right in this room. It's oh, dang. Right now. Nice, man. So, uh, so like you said, you know, it, you kind of didn't plan on, on it blowing up, kind of going crazy. Um, so I guess, was it uh, when with everything kind of going crazy and, and picking up and um, has it been a little bit easier to manage now that it's just a solo project or does it feel a little bit like unruly or difficult? Um, it's, it's it, in some ways it's easier just in terms of like, you know, if there's a photo that like needs to be posted instead of like running it by a bunch of people, it's kind of, you go yeah. it, but that's also, that's also bad. And yeah. like I'll post a caption and then look back on it and be like, what? was i even saying there yeah i wasn't thinking that one through (laughs) exactly like it's always good to have you know other people involved and that's why i'm really focused now on you know bringing in these other members and like officially welcoming them to the band um yeah but yeah it was definitely it was um it was it was a bit different and it it definitely felt like okay at least that first ep like got us out there a bit yeah that was definitely always like a bit of a relief but at the same time it's like i'm sitting here like will any other song ever get close to that one song yeah and it you know people are always just like looking for the reason why like people be like you know why does this one song have so many and you don't have many facebook likes i'm like you tell me like (laughs) you don't know yeah there's there's a lot to it man after yeah the analytics are there's a lot there's a there's a lot of a lot of stories that that can be told by analytics but it's also like if you, it, it's a whole other language, right? Like you have to be able to yep. understand what that language is telling you. <laughs> and I, I don't even fully understand it. I think that one just was lucky for whatever reason. But yeah. Yeah. Nice, dude. So, uh, um, so I want to kind of take a step back. How how long have you been doing this project then? So the deep end as a whole, um, not counting like lineup changes, has been since 2017 officially. But I believe that. The, like when we were like I don't even think it was the lineup that became the original defense lineup we were just kind of looking for people okay. um as far as like 2016 okay so uh so what has uh how many lineup changes have you gone through during that time um I guess officially like in the public there were a lot before because we were really trying to like be on top of this and make sure that the group that we come out with is the right group and not sure. at all that it, it wasn't the right group but i think just other things got involved and like yeah. i said i think there was kind of a lot of pressure but um i, I think i just got off the point what, were, what was the main point of the question? oh no i was yeah. just asking how many how many lineup changes have you gone through right yeah so it was originally um a three-piece it became a four-piece became a three-piece again Came a two piece. Now it's Just solo. Me. Okay. Now it's about to be a four or five piece again. Oh, dope. So, uh, so I'm assuming COVID had some impact on, on trying to get those other members to, to 
join you here like mm-hmm. as you're going forward i'm sure that's been a kind of a doozy <laughs> yep totally and we had we had tours booked and stuff we were we were ready to roll and uh yeah whole thing hit so now we're just trying to you know the whole industry has changed with this so it's like we're trying to just maximize off of what we can right now yeah and uh really just kind of spend our money the right way and just, yeah dude you know. so yeah. So I want to ask about the Icarus EP then, because, um, you know, obviously Broken Souls was fantastic. So what I like to do is I typically like to listen from most recent to oldest to just kind of hear, hear the very sounds. But I got hooked on the Icarus EP because it kind of takes you on like a roller coaster ride. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure I'm obviously you wrote it like, you know, you know what I mean? But <laughs> but like I. I appreciate that. It gets kind of lost, though. I, I, it's cool to hear that because it gets blurred over time. So I that's that's interesting. Yeah, because it's it's like it. I mean, obviously, you come out the gate swinging, dude. Like you're you're like uh, you know one of those guys who knows he's gonna lose the fight, so he's just gotta put a hundred percent into every punch. You know, right at the very beginning, hoping that he can get the knockout blow. But then, like the second song comes, and it's just like takes a step back. And you're like, okay, we're we're getting, and then and then it like wasted time is like my jam that's my favorite one on the album um but it's like it it, like i said it kind of is a roller coaster ride because it it comes out swinging hard and then it goes hard again and it goes it kind of just goes back and forth between like a a, like a nice melody and then and then some like hard hitting almost like like new metal type sound and and so it's so tell me a little bit about kind of like the uh the process because this one this one was a solo solo ep right yep yeah so yep. tell me a little bit about that dude um well first off i appreciate it thank you very much i'm so stoked that um you liked that and especially wasted time because that one uh was kind of the the one that i always slept on it was one of the earlier ones that kind of oh, okay. brushed under for a bit so that's super cool yeah dude i um, I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for those types of songs though the ones with like a little bit more soaring melody in the vocals and stuff like that i'm kind of a sucker for that so <laughs> yeah. oh yeah i was that was kind of the, the whole goal of the whole like you know project for me was um the the first dp i think was just it wasn't really like intended to be an ep we were just kind of writing to write songs and yeah um picked our best ones and they i think they fit like together in time and they feel cohesive to me but this i was really trying to start to finish you know just write a project like yeah simple. it was always yeah. like a goal that I had. So I, I really just, I, even in general, people suggest against, um, independently releasing EPs just because they're, they're super hard to promote sometimes. It's hard super. To yeah. So, um, just like, you know, kind of like you said, I was trying just off the bat to like, you know, hit hard at the beginning, then, you know, show a little bit of what's going to be here, like throughout. Yeah. And then, um, kind of like, it's kind of like, I don't know. I wasn't intending on this like while writing it, but like thinking about it now, it's kind of like in like a movie at the beginning, you get introduced to the characters and then later on, it's like you go into their plots a bit more. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of what I was trying to do. Like, I feel like take me away has a little bit of everything. Yeah. And then, um, I just wanted to like show a little bit of evolution. That's always like a goal of mine. I don't want anything to be like exactly the same Yeah. in different time periods, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, it was, there were a lot of different influence that went into it, like, you know, pop punk, just pop, like rap stuff. Yeah. Really heavy stuff. Um, it's kind of just a big cluster of shit. Like, <laughs> in, in retrospect, I may it, I may feel the same as I do about Broken Souls, but it's like that's a period, like that's a place of time for yeah. me, like in time, I mean. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I haven't really gotten out of it yet enough to like feel that, but right now to me um it feels kind of like a project and that's just all i really intended i wanted it to be like start to finish like feels like it's part of the same world yeah dude that's cool and and so you that was all just done right there in your studio you just wrote and recorded everything you put it all together Mm -hmm, pretty much um it was mastered elsewhere um by my friend mike o'toole um but yeah all the actual tracking and recording was and mixing and stuff was all done in here just over the course of like four months or so um like pretty much just quarantine honestly dang dude in here like a caveman (laughs) that's cool though man so uh 
I guess with, you know, you were kind of saying you, you're, you'll probably look back at it as just like a, a point in time that kind of tells a story about where you were at, what, what was going on. Um, so like when you, when you write is, is it, is that your intention every time to just really like try and nail down this specific point in time? Or are you trying to like, like the context of it, is it trying to be a bigger story or is, are you trying to focus heavily on like the here and now in, in what you're writing and stuff? That's, that's a, that's a good question. I, I think it kind of varies. Um, like with the song, like, um, it used to be called remember me, but that's, uh, it's a song from Coco, the Disney movie. So yeah, dude. Want, you know, that came uh, when I'm long gone. Okay. But with that one, that to me feels more like a, a broad. I, I really just want to write stories. So like yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't want to be like pinned into the. This was written when he was 20. You know. You can tell know, type. You know, he's like a sad boy. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. That that has like a, to like I don't know to me personally I worry that that has like a ceiling you know it's like only so long could you do that like I'm trying to grow like as a yeah. person too and like show that but I think so with this one I I tried to just kind of I think my attitude is a bit different and it reflected in that a bit more and I definitely tried you know to do that yeah um and I also tried more to write kind of like broader concepts that if you read it on paper you may not know like that it's like me you know singing it like yeah. i feel like the first ep is very like no i'm not good enough and i'm sad <laughs> you know and this in some ways is still the same but i feel like there's a there's a little you know it's a little bit more of a, yeah. of a balance a little bit more matured that way i mean it's I, I feel like that's so tough right like one of my favorite bands of all time I, I'm so stoked when they come through. I'm so stoked for when they come through on tour. Um, it had to be rescheduled to 2021, obviously, but uh, Simple Plan. I listened to their lyrics. Obviously, I don't know if you listened to too much Simple Plan, but you listen to their like over the course of time, but not yeah. like deep. But like if you if you just jump in and just like you listen to any of their songs, you just like now that I'm an adult, I've got two kids, I I'm married. It's like. I just don't really relate anymore. Right. You know, like, exactly. and, it, and it's like, I imagine these guys who are grown men having kids of their own and they're singing these songs. And I imagine them being like, it just, it just doesn't, it's, it's not us anymore. It's not relatable, yeah. but, but it made them, you know, millions of dollars. So, mm -hmm. and, and people want to hear that cause it's this nostalgia and it, it's all this, like all this stuff. Right. And, uh, but I feel like, a lot of times people can pigeonhole themselves and they get stuck. But then, you know, there, there are really good bands that, that say, Hey, that, yeah, that was a period in time. That was an era of our band, but we don't play that anymore. I think, uh, Memphis Mayfire was one of the ones that they were like, dude, we just don't play our old stuff anymore. We only play new stuff. And it's like, it's because they had matured. They, they aren't discounting what those albums had done for them. But it's it's taking into account where they're at now, and so right. so for you is that is that what you're kind of referring to? Yeah, yeah. In in a way, I I think that um, it, yeah. It, I feel like I'm too early in the process to like, you know, reflect on it like some of those guys have because they've just yeah they've obviously been doing it for a long, long time. Yeah. But um, I definitely am. I'm consciously trying to think of all those things like now that I've tried to write another EP after the first one, which was kind of just a shot in the dark. Yeah. Um, that's always now like at the tip of my mind is like, I do not want to write songs that, you know, sonically sound like they're from 2020 and will remain in 2020. Yeah. Lyrically sound like they're from 2020 and remain there. Like you look at like, you know, I mean, Harry Styles, like I don't even know what the sound of his new album is. Like it just sounds like, and even his whole vibe that he's going for. It's like, yeah. That could have been like in the, you know, 90s, 80s. Like, I don't even know what it yeah. out there in every freaking decade. But it's like certain people could transcend that. I don't yeah. think I'm anywhere near that yet. But if I, that's like my goal, you know, yeah. like I really just want to write music that could stand the test of time and not really. And I know right now, or the first EP rather, like, I don't think there's a lot of work to be done. Like, I, 
want to take myself more seriously as like a lyricist and put sure. time into that. So I, I wouldn't say I'm anywhere near those dudes yet. So what would you say? What would you say you're doing to to try and accomplish that? Like, what is it that that you're actively processing or thinking about or or actively focusing on to to accomplish that goal? Because I, I feel like that's a that's a goal that's super noteworthy and super good. But I, I I imagine that a lot of people could get lost in like overwhelmed by the idea of that. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, and I I think the um just in general the ten thousand hour rule, like I don't know if I'm there yet, but I'm trying to put in my ten thousand hours before sure. I consider myself an artist or whatever the hell this thing is called. <laughs> um but like uh just little things, like it's nothing's gonna come overnight and I kinda get or earlier in like the whole music scene got like way too naive and like just wanted everything right away. Yeah. But um I think now it's like I'm just trying to write a little bit every day, like try to produce a little bit every day. You know, my songs aren't going to sound like John Feldman produced them tomorrow. And yeah, my lyrics aren't going to, you know, seem like freaking McCartney or anything. So it's yeah, like, it's going to, I'm just trying to do as much as I can each day um, to kind of, you know, eventually get to somewhere close to that. Even yeah. Though those are impossible goals, but you know, I just, just in general want to be better every day. Well, yeah, you got to shoot for the stars, right? Like, like <laughs> I always used to joke with, uh, with like friends of mine and stuff. I was like, yeah, dude, shoot for the stars, land in the trees. Um, but, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, like, exactly, yeah. but like, honestly, there are some real tall trees out there, right? So like, you can look at that yeah. in a positive way, right? It's like, but the, the fact is like, if you're not trying, if you're not putting in the energy, then like, you can only get out what you put in. It's like, it's just, it's a constant input output. And there are some people who are maybe more naturally gifted at certain things, but the fact is like, um, it's that, it's that concerted effort, that continuous and, and, um, you know, almost regimented effort to just like constantly be stretching yourself. And, uh, and so I think that's, that's something to be commended because it's hard. That's freaking hard work. And, uh, and so for you, like, as you're writing, are you, are you writing full songs? Are you writing like snippets? Are you just, just sitting down and just kind of putting words on page? What's, what are you, what are you doing to practice every day? So I, I guess it kind of depends. I, I used to just kind of write into the computer more, especially for the first DP. It was just like, I'd write a verse, like, yeah. you know, lay down the drums, copy and paste them over, like, you know, whatever. And, um, I, I definitely want my music now to feel more like it's naturally written. So I want to sure. make sure that a lot of these songs could be played on an acoustic guitar, like, you know, without having to really think about it. I want it to be just a decent song on paper, like yeah. without all the, you know, other production. I think a lot of people but discount that. That's definitely, yeah, no, it's, it's, I think it's super important. Like, I mean, I hope that a good song is a good song. Like, I'd like to believe that, you know, the industry's good with that. Like, yeah, it will be heard eventually. Exactly. Whether it's stripped down, whether it's full production in the studio or whether it's live, it's always a full song. Yep. That's a, that's a great way of looking at it. I had never thought about that really. But in terms of like just practicing every day, like sometimes I'll just sit down and, you know, on my keyboard, like just do some MIDI drums and like I'll lay out a whole song on there and then pick up the guitar and just kind of riff over the whole thing and you know over the course of the song find like one little you know idea i like and put that there and you know then normally i'll go in and just do vocals off the bat and like kind of keep it really scratch track just like rough so i have a lot of projects that are like 20 seconds long that are just like a verse or a chorus and and then like i don't know if i'll piece these things together but mainly i'm just you know trying to get more comfortable with what i'm doing and you know yeah. Just learn new things in the process. Yeah, dude, that's, that's something, um, I, uh, so I, I listened to, um, man, I can't think of his name right now. He did like these books, like four hour work week. And, um, anyway, he, he has a podcast, um, and he talked to someone who is a New York times bestseller. And the guy was like a thousand words a day. He's like, the, most of the time, my thousand words don't make sense. They don't flow. They don't have correct punctuation. They don't, they're, they're not edited. They're just 
out there. And it's, it's the putting the pen to the paper is 90% of the battle. And, and I think that's really cool what you're doing. Cause it's the same, it's the same concept, different, different application, but it's the exact same concept where it's putting the, putting the music into the ether, right? You're, you're recording it. You're taking the time, whether you touch it again, it, it, that's not what matters. It's the fact that you're doing it. That puts your mind continually in that state to create, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Do you know Silverstein? Oh, I love Silverstein, dude. I messaged um, Shane told on Snapchat, like when he posted his Snapchat for the first time, like years ago when I yeah. was his podcast, like when it first started. And I was like, probably just starting this band, and um, I like sent him like my other band CP, like yeah. demos or something. And I was like, hey, dude, like check this out, whatever. He replied, <laughs> he was like, awesome, man. Like just keep working on your craft. And I was just like got it like i was like all right that's like check i, I heard you like I, yeah i will like so even if it's like you said even if it never sees the light of day like i'm i'm just trying to you know get better every day like a little bit that's super dope man i'm assuming i, I was you know as i listened i'm, I'm gonna try and and guess some of your biggest inspirations because you, you mentioned yeah, silverstein it. obviously so i'd put i'd put lincoln park up there I would, I, I hear a lot of like the influence, not, I don't hear them, but I hear the influence of Lincoln park. Um, I would say I didn't listen to them a whole lot, but I think there's a little bit of slipknot in there. Um, I, uh, I definitely hear Silverstein the between like the, almost that, that rage battle between like the really beautiful melody and the, and the continual battle of, of like the hard stuff. Like, I feel like that's like a very solid Silverstein type thing. Um, and then like kind of funny, like I, a little bit of like the Beebster, you know, a little bit of the pop stuff, Love you know it. what yeah. I mean? That's the, those are the kind of like the inspirations. Granted, this is, this is my analysis of, of the Icarus EP, um, yeah. from not, not the, uh, you know, um, not the broken souls EP, but, from from those, I was like, I could kind of I could kind of hear that in each of the you know throughout the album. There's or throughout the EP. There's a there's a really strong correlation there of, of those types of sounds. But who would you say are some of your biggest influences? Man, well, you just got a bunch of them. Um, and what's funny is like, I think like Lincoln Park. Like I didn't grow up listening to them, which I'm ashamed of. Like I I just listened to what my dad would show me which yeah. luckily was like my chem and fallout boy. And oh, heck day. yeah. You know, it was some of these bands, but yeah. I also just missed some of them. And Linkin Park was one of them. And I, you know, just over the past few years, like I've just been listening and watching a lot of live videos. And I think um, that kind of accidentally became like a thing where I was like, hey, this is like really cool. Like if I, not that I could have ever written their songs, but like if I wrote anything that sounded like that yeah i would think like like that would just feel like kind of natural to me yeah the same kind of world but um for this project actually like i would the pop guy that i was really listening to a lot was mgk actually like his new oh, okay his new like pop punk stuff yeah his pop punk Parker. stuff yeah dude yeah, that's like i could hear that that was that was kind of in it but it's weird i feel like each song feels like like you said it kind of like abruptly will change in the middle of the songs and stuff so but for like i really like nothing nowhere too so like oh for, dude you know the pop rap what a depressing project but man so talented so I talented a little story about him actually that I don't, I don't know if i've ever said this anywhere but like this he i was like obsessed with that dude for a bit he's so cool and talented but i was uh i was recording at the lumber yard with an old band up in that's um nick from man overboard and Ace oh Enders's yeah dude studio. yeah so that's man. in like uh jersey but it's like i think it's like deep jersey like somewhere else. <laughs> and uh this like quiet like dude came into the studio to work with ace while we were working with nick and he's like ordering his dominoes like doing all the same thing that we we're doing and we we're like who is this guy that's like by himself like no band he looks so sad he's got like tattoos all like <laughs> sick and we we're like we gotta talk to this dude it's like we kind of like spoke briefly when we would listen to each other's like sessions in there and then uh he kind of just dissipated and but, <laughs> like Nick was like, do you know who that is? I was like, no. And he's like, yeah, he just signed to like Pete Wentz and Fueled by Ramen or something like that. So he's like, you'll see him in a few weeks. He's going to 
<laughs> and then he did. He did. Yeah, dude. He, he did hard. Yeah, he's fucking sick. That was a huge influence. Yeah. Um, Green Day, as always, Bring Me the Horizon. Um, loved like their last album and how they blended the the pop, like super, like produced stuff. Yeah. Like, heavy shit. Yeah, dude. Um, they were the Bring Me the Horizon. They just did a song with Youngblood, right? Was that Bring Me yeah. the Horizon? Yeah, Obey. Yep. Did you see that video? Dude, so weird. So weird. Crazy. I was like, yeah, like the robot, like the giant, almost like uh, like Power Rangers style, dude. I was like, yeah, what dude, in the that's world? what he said he was going for. Dude, that was, yeah, I was like, what in the world is going on? I was so confused the whole time, but I was like, yeah. crazy cool. <laughs> yep, that's, kind of, that's that's the kind of that I like. I, I just Also, another band, Biffy Clyro. Do you know that? Oh, one? yeah, no dude, Biffy Clyro is pretty dope. Do? Yeah, dude. Hell yeah, that is. So they just released a new album. What, like? month ago dude you're like one of my new favorite people now yeah <laughs> nobody knows them i swear over they're here. It's scottish so guys right they're scottish yeah. or irish but yeah, yeah. three-piece scottish dude, crazy boys. talented dudes crazy they're talented insane, man. yeah man and they just everything they do it's like from album to album it's so different and from this band when it started i texted all the other guys that had been trying out and that eventually joined the band and whatever i was like we listen like listen to this band like this is like the reason why i want to start this like they are definitely the biggest influence that we have um or that i have rather but like that new album is great and just everything they do is like like how do they think of that i don't know what to think about it but like that's amazing like i i love that if i could be that kind of band where it's like just doing our own thing in our own world but some people find it cool yeah dude I I'm looking real quick because I'm fairly certain that one of their songs is on the new Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Um, oh really? I always mix up two bands though, the names of bands, not their music, just the names. I always mix up mix up Billy Talent and Biffy Clyro, so I might be mixing it up. Oh. It might be Billy Talent that's on there, or not Billy Talent. Yeah, it is Billy Talent. Yeah, so yeah, it was Billy Talent that's on there, not Biffy Clyro. But yeah. I uh, I'm I've actually I've enjoyed their music a lot. They're uh, yeah. they're cool, man. They Why? and they they don't really. They're one of those bands. There's a lot of bands like this now. I think a lot. Uh, typically, it's it's later on in their careers that they're more willing to take these types of risks. But they don't really fit a single genre or fit like a single idea. You know, they they kind of say, "Well, screw it. We're going to take in every everything." and just make music and that's what biffy clyro is all about and they also do like crazy music videos too where they're like they're very artistic i guess yes. yeah yes. and i i noticed that when i was like that was just one of those bands that my dad had always been playing so like i never thought anything of it. I was just listening to them and then i'd show them to friends and and like you know people i was jamming with and everyone would no one's be like, like who the heck is this? Yeah, what the, <laughs> who do these guys think they are? Yeah. Dude, like, their fan base is chanting Mon the Biff, and it's like 80,000 people like yeah. screaming. And they're like the headliner of all these festivals, but they play Irving Plaza over here. Yeah, it's, it's it is really weird because they're massive over there in, in like Europe and the UK and stuff. Like, they're huge. And here yeah. they're like, who? <laughs> Yep. No, exactly. And I'm I'm name dropping them as many times as possible because I just genuinely want people to know who they are. Yeah, dude. I just want people to listen to them. Yeah, they. Uh, one of my. F so they they made one of my favorite songs a while back. It was uh, probably three or four years ago. There was one of their songs. I can't think of the name of it right now. But I listened to it for like I listened to it for like two months straight, dude. Just like a single song. It, like the whole album was great. But it, like just one song, I just listened to it over and over because it was like, like I said, I'm kind of a sucker for those like kind of melodic, fun songs like that. And uh, yep. it was off of their Ellipsis, uh, yeah, Ellipsis album. Um, I'd have to I'd have to listen through and figure out which one it was. I think it was, um, yeah, I don't know which one it was. That was my song. But yeah, it was off of that album. I just remember that really weird cover of them just like laying there balled up kind of, you know, naked or whatever. <laughs> Dude, they just covered uh, that song, WAP. Oh, gosh. Of course they and, would. No, exactly. And I was like, I was hanging with friends. We were watching music videos just on TV and, and on YouTube or whatever. And like, I was like, oh, Biffy, 
new video. And I was immediately like, wait a second. Yeah. They sometimes do this shit where they just kind of fuck around. And yeah. Like do whatever, you know, they're just trying to be weird sometimes. And yeah. We, we watched it and that was their first impression. And the oh, whole time man. they're saying, wet ass biffy. <laughs> dude it was cringy oh man that's so bad oh <laughs> and it was like acoustic too it was acoustic oh man that is so that's so bad <laughs> i was like sweating sitting there just like oh no like this is like my heart right here yeah Everyone my heart's getting like, ripped out everyone's like this is trash yeah so the album that i the first album that I heard of theirs was the uh, opposite. Or no, no, Only Revolutions is the first yeah. album. The yeah. red and, and blue flags that were just kind of like mm -hmm. waving in the air. Yeah, that one That one was where I first got introduced to Biffy Clyro. And yeah, like I didn't really think much of it. I, I'm always in search of music though. Like I'm all about just like finding new stuff to listen to. And so yeah, like, yeah. so it's just, people are always, always like, so uh, any new bands and i'm like oh yeah blah, 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 blah. i just share all i'm just like spewing and my my wife's just like shut up just just she doesn't really say that she's just like you you know there are other things and i'm like yeah i know <laughs> i know but it's good it's good <laughs> no I, yeah I'm, I'm the same way luckily my girlfriend of four years so she hasn't gotten annoyed with me like yet but i don't know future but i'll show her new stuff and like i i would have have showed it to her like three times already and i don't remember and she'll be like, oh, like, they're so good, Max. Biffy's so good. And I'm like, Nicole, like, my girl. <laughs> you know what's up? <laughs> yeah, like, she, she just humors me either way, which is, which is, like, I appreciate that. Yeah, dude. You know what other yeah, band? I'm, I'm the same way. You know what other band, if you haven't heard, you need to hear, is Mariana's Trench. Dude, so many people tell me that I would love that band, and there was dude. one song by them that I loved. Like, every one of them? Um, his they're like a huge production right like it's not oh, like it dude like just massive yeah so like so the cool thing about them as a band is they do themes so each of their album is a theme so like um their 2011 album ever after is fairy tale themed and then 2015 album astoria is like 80s like goonies type movie themes right so like so they theme their whole thing. And then 2019's album, the most recent one, Phantoms, is Edgar Allan Poe themed. It is so cool. So like the lyrics, the sound, and his voice is phenomenal, bro. So yeah, I remember from that one. I don't remember yeah. the song. I was trying to figure it out. His yeah, range is nutty. Just absolute yeah. nutty. My favorite song of theirs it, it it's one of the ones that my son just like bops to man he absolutely loves it um it's uh let's see dang it which what was the name of it i think it was beside you from their 2010 album but yeah oh yeah definitely anyone listening needs to listen to mariana's trench i'm i've been obsessed with them for years and years and uh even like so one of my best friends he uh he's a major metalhead and I showed him Mariana's Trench. He instantly was like, dude, I got to listen to these guys more. And he just instantly yeah, jumped sure. in because because he was like, there's more like he's he's obviously he's just a big music fan. But there's a lot more to what they make in terms of music than than most bands. They put so much into it. And it's like this huge, huge thing. And then, like I said, his voice is phenomenal. So well, that'll, that'll be next on my list. <laughs> Cody's been telling me for years. He's like, got it listen to this band dude he's like this is right up your alley yeah i dude. love that like that kind of like theatrical like do you know ludo you remember them ludo oh man i'd have to look i know a lot of bands and stuff by their cd covers yeah for sure they had one that was really really popular they were like a warp tour band and then they got signed to like a major i forget what label it was but it was like universal or something it was like a big one yeah made no sense they just blew up out of nowhere and they have this really like kind of silly like I, I don't know how to describe it but they're all shredders too it's crazy huh. they have this song which is like the, it's on tiktok now so it's blowing up i don't know if, you, if this would sound familiar to you nope no no i don't know it yeah they're i crazy. i just looked them up on on apple music so i'm gonna have to check it out Check them out. They're another like yeah. theatrical kind of. I like I like that type of stuff because, like, it's 
there's there's like there's different types of artists right there's the artist that writes generic lyrics kind of like you know i love ed sheeran but like ed sheeran taylor swift very generic very like i can sing to anyone um then you've got the very technical artists that lyrics come kind of secondary to the band right like dragon force (laughs) um john mayer even obviously lyrics are a pretty big deal for him but he's very technical so like lyrics are kind of secondary to the guitar um bands like that and then you've got like bands who who tell stories that aren't their own and then you've got bands who tell like a very unique story that's their own story that isn't generic it's very specifically their own story and like there's there's different categories obviously and there's there's some that overlap and whatnot but but there's like those there's very specific categories in my mind and i really enjoy that theatrical category because it's almost like like yellow card was really good at this too telling stories that weren't their own and it puts you into this world like um it just i just think it's so it's such an art form but they're they're all art forms they're all fantastic right it's all difficult none of it is easy to write so i i don't ever want to discount any of that but i feel like i enjoy that one one of the most you know what i mean yeah me too even if it's like like 50s the same way like they're they'll say like like you could be my little acid queen till the end like they just they'll <laughs> throw random ass words together so yep. like i pronounce it aluminium it's one of their lyrics like yeah and i'm just like Hell yeah, dude! Like, <laughs> your thing. Like, because Ed Sheeran's great too, but like, they're also trying to write a radio pop song that's gonna, you know. And he's great at it. Everywhere. Yeah, he's exactly. great at it, right? But like, it's yeah. it's just a different type of art. It's a different type. You know, it's it's the guy who who puts, you know, who releases a painting that everyone can understand. It's not just for the the specific people to grasp it you know it's like everyone gets this it's very clearly what you're looking at is what you get you know it's a it's a street portrait it's a beautiful picture that someone wants to hang on their wall of new york city downtown the the what is what it uh um it's like the stonehenge new york stonehenge i don't know if you've ever heard of that where like you can go there's like an entire um entire road that leads to the empire state building that's almost like stonehenge anyway um so yeah like all that stuff but it's it's like very clearly something that anyone can can appreciate whereas like some of the other stuff it's people kind of like they they hear it and they're like i don't don't know man and i'm like no it's yeah (laughs) no that that's like art as a whole though that's that's really it's so true to like the broad picture for a second it's true man because that's that's like music is an art form that's that like gets commercialized i think the most out of most art like out of like all the different types of art forms you know like like illustration gets gets very very commercialized obviously with cartoons and then with like advertising and stuff but like a lot of music and and like it just gets commercialized so people kind of forget the they they kind of start thinking of the the uh I don't know, almost like the science behind it that says, okay, well, what will sell, right? And they start like, they start putting it through algorithms that are going to tell you whether this song's going to succeed or fail. And it's like, no, nah, that's not what it's all about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. It comes back to, yeah, the main point. That's kind of like, like just for fun, I like to write pop songs like that never get released as part of like this little exercise. Yeah. Stuff. But like the songs that I kind of want my songs to not fit in one place. And if yeah. someone tells me like, the chorus comes too late, like intros too long or songs too long. It wouldn't be on the radio. Like I don't really, like I'm yeah. just trying to, you know, I don't know if I'll be in another band after this. I don't, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. So like, while I'm like doing this now, I'm just trying to like do the, just me, like whatever yeah. the most natural thing, you know? And I don't blame you, dude. It's like, there's, there's like a point at which you've got to, not even a point at which it's like pretty much the whole time you've got to be happy. You've got to be enjoying what you're doing. You know, like right. you can't just be doing something just because, um, of some idealistic future. You need to be doing it because it's something that you're passionate about now. Right. And going dropping everything, focusing on music isn't like the most like clear cut path to success anyway. So like, is one of the most difficult paths yeah dude it's one of the most difficult paths to success it's brutal it really is but in terms of like and that i guess it depends on what your definition of success is too right well that's it exactly that's how i'm thinking yeah because like success in my mind with what you're doing is is getting your music to the ears of people who can appreciate it and 
like kind of re resonate with it, you know? For sure. My like original goal was like, I just, when I was like younger before really playing in dance, I was like, if I could just like, you know, make my money just doing this and like, you know, it never has to be, you know, fancy, luxurious, whatever. I just want to make money doing this. Then that'll be the dream. Now I'm even like, more, now I'm just like, if I never make a cent doing this and I just have to put all my own money into it, but still there's a hundred people or whatever that really care about it. Then like, that's to me, like, that's what success is. You got a little yeah. fan base there. Like there's a real connection and community there. That's all you could ask for. You know? Yeah, dude. I think that's super important to have that perspective. And like, I, th I feel like that that allows and, and this is this is actually something I had a question about earlier because you're like, you know, you're you're saying how you're going to reach out to labels and, and kind of look that direction. But you were like, ah, I wanted to kind of see how long we could could keep it solo. Um, I guess it's it's kind of a um, I want to ask the question and then based on your answer, we'll see where where it goes. But uh, what's what was like the motivation for preferring or kind of favoring staying solo and not and not like getting with a label what was the the motivation for that as you as you were kind of putting your options out there to be fair originally when we recorded i think we were like kind of we got a glimpse of like what it's like being around a band that really does stuff with the label like with john and point north and stuff so we were yeah. coming out of that that's that naive stage I'm talking about where we were just like, all right, like, let's pitch it around, boys. Let's yeah. see who likes it. Like, you know, because I think that they hyped us up. They're like, this is really good, guys. Like, you know, as they should. And we were just really on cloud nine from the whole thing. As yeah, well. sure, sure. Um, so originally we were really looking. But then uh, after that, we had spoken to just some people who have been at it for a while. Um, and they just highly advised, like, you know, do your own thing. Like, labels will get you in trouble. Like you're talking to like a good yeah. manager that's gonna fight for you like you know hopefully it's the right fit and that's one thing but like labels are you could get into some real trouble if you're signing contracts and like just raise your value while you can yeah. on your own you'll have full control over everything um and that was pretty much it like so I, after that i was just like all right like now the game plan is just to you know hope that these dudes are watching so maybe one day these conversations could happen that we could learn from and eventually maybe find the right fit but for now let's like I don't want to be waiting around for, like you got to be doing everything yeah. in-house and just learning the ways of, of that kind of paying the dues yeah that makes sense and uh i've definitely heard those stories i don't know if uh have you ever heard of oliver tree i'm sure you have but yeah of course yeah so i uh i listened to his interview with uh well at least part of it with um i can't think of the dude's name flannel shirt does record um reviews anyway he interviewed him and uh, he was talking about how literally for two years he had all the music recorded and ready to go but for two years he couldn't release it because atlantic said now nah, you need to have a million subscribers on youtube before you can before you can do anything and oh it's like yeah can you imagine dude Never like i heard that yeah it's brutal man like i um i wish i remember could remember the uh the uh, guy's name on YouTube who does the interviews, but, uh, but yeah, like I was like, dang, that is so stifling. Can you imagine like the, the lack of like the, the, I guess your creativity kind of eventually just starts to fade out. Right. Like I'd imagine. Yeah, so I mean, how are you fulfilled in what you're doing? If you're not like able to actually go give out what you're given, you know, what you're making. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I just can't imagine. Apparently Kanye tweeted his 100 page uh, entire record deal today. Oh and yeah. I saw someone on Facebook in the industry was like, yo, if you guys want to read it, like go read it. Cause it's just interesting. Yeah. I definitely want to read into that and just see what it's like at that scale. Yeah. I mean, Hawthorne Heights, Hawthorne Heights, like reached, like they, uh, they made a post talking about, they were kind of warning him like, bro, just, just, a fair warning these lawsuits typically don't go in favor of the musician because <laughs> they they were dealing with that with their label because they were on i think they were on atlantic or whatever yeah, familiar with that yeah because back in the day you know obviously ohio is for lovers they were like whoa this huge like emo emo screamo band that like was part of the scene or whatever right and they uh yeah so they even reached out and they're like bro just just uh just heads up these typically don't go very well <laughs> yep yeah i mean 
brutal business, man. Absolutely, man. It's it's tough, but I mean, obviously, it's cool that you guys, you know, because now even with even with your Icarus EP, you were able to record it. You were able to to make it sound the way you wanted, release it when you wanted, and basically kind of experiment with new things without having to be beholden to anyone but yourself and your fans, right? Yeah, that, that's definitely the the healthy, good way of looking at it. I was kind of <laughs> looking at it more like, like, like you know, this is the second EP, like after the first one that you know the only people that know about us they like that, so like they don't know what this is yet. Yeah, so I'm. I was just like, you know, in a bit of a like, like I want to <laughs> do like my new stuff, you know, but I also don't at all want to like wig people out and you know, have yeah, this bro. just be a big flop. But it just came down to like. Like you said, like in the end, it's like this is a perfect time for this, like with the quarantine situation. And I'm, you know, just the next step in, you know, the growth yeah. of the whole thing or whatever. Yeah, dude. So what are the what are the next steps as uh, for you? As, and like you said, there's going to be potentially three or four other guys joining on as well. So what's kind of the plans, the steps going forward? Sure. So right now um, I have three guys, Casey, Nick and Joey. Um, that's drums and two guitars. And uh, we're we're still looking for a bass player, but we've been practicing with tracks. We don't know what when the touring situation will be. Yeah, sure. Something that we could consider. But we've just been jamming, like trying to work on both the EPs because we're working on like a little live stream production, mm-hmm. like concert deal. Um, so we're gonna try to like figure that whole thing out. Nice. Uh, and the plan is just to immediately, basically, not like immediately, like next week you know but um, we've already started writing together like as a band kind of experimenting in that way um coming off of just me writing i think it'll be cool and yeah these guys like have been around through the whole lockdown thing and i've known them all prior so i i really feel good about like this group and like i know how these guys you know jam and write and i'm super excited to start doing that some more and uh yeah i mean as we're trying to start talking about you know, talking to other bands about touring when it's possible, but yeah. it doesn't doesn't even feel like it's productive right now. So just yeah. keep writing. We're gonna put out some more merch. Uh, continue to promote this. Like I'm I'm dropping a little video for every uh, every song on the EP. So oh, like, sick! It's gonna be like a little. Each video will be a little different, but it'll kind of be like in the studio, like showing the like recording process kind of thing. Nice. I love those type, man. Yeah, like I. I just kind of like trying to do what we can in the house you know yeah dude you gotta you gotta like you gotta take advantage of the fact that you have time right now right you gotta take advantage of the fact that like that you're not on the road you gotta try and twist it into a positive it's like bro we got all this extra time we got all these these resources let's make it let's make something happen so yep and everyone's at the same playing field too right now i mean yeah. in some way just because no one could tour so it's like, yeah you know we're all doing live stream concerts and we're all trying to you know push our instagrams right now and all yep. this but and then you've you got know, bands while, oh go on yeah i was just saying wow like you know there's a lot of added like just i don't know what the word would be but like you know every band is for everybody i guess that has a platform is required to to speak like so it's like you know i'm i can't imagine what it's like having bands with contradictory beliefs you know and yeah. trying to post as well to raise awareness for what they believe in yeah during these times too it's got to be stressful for some people for sure yeah dude i i feel like it's it's tough man because it's like i the like regardless of what someone believes it's like music is one of those things that brings people together so it should be able to be unifying you know and so that's you're right like that would be that would be a tough thing to to handle like to to try and make sure that they don't exclude or or um you know raise one above another type of thing with their fans that'd be that'd be tough but, especially just now it's like all eyes are on these dudes yeah so it's like you know it's it's a it's got to be a stressful social media time for these guys and they're like you know their teams yeah yeah, dude, I, I can't imagine. And I mean, like, and then, like, like you said, you know, all the live streams and stuff, a lot of bands have really, really taken it to another level. Like, my one of my favorite bands of all time, Anne Berlin, they've been, they've been killing it with the live stream game. Like, they literally had not been a band, and then they do a tour, and then, you know, a few months later, COVID hits, and they're like, okay, well, we're not doing another tour, but we're going to play through all of our albums and release them as live. Like we're going to, we're going to record it, do a live stream. 
we're going to allow people to, to access that live stream for six days or whatever if they pay for the ticket. And then we're going to press vinyl for each one of these shows that people can per that purchase. And it's like, dude, these guys know exactly how to ma how to maximize. You know what I mean? It's like, Crazy. and it's and it's great, like, because everyone loves it. It's not like they're it's not like they're trying to just like gouge people or screw people over. It's like everyone wanted it, and so now they're like, hey, we can give it to you. Why not? Right? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's the that's the place you want to be, where it's like you could kind of do those sorts of productions like as easily as like you know we call our people set it up and then it's like just putting it out and then making money on vinyls and tickets like yep and i mean like, the cool thing too is it's digital you can have as many participants as you want you're not limited to the number of people who can buy tickets that's the thing so potentially like if justin bieber did an online show like yeah sell like a million tickets yep. or 50 million tickets like, yep that's absurd yeah, imagine if that Post Malone with Travis Barker doing like the Nirvana songs. Like, imagine if he had charged for that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> like, it's probably. I mean, it's it's nice that he didn't. Cause I'm glad that we could see it. But like, yeah. at the same time, like, he could have. Yeah, like, he should have. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think it was like a. I, I think it was a fundraiser or something. So it may have been like. So donations and right? stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But still, like, it's like there's a, there's there's. And like the varying qualities of production is funny too, to like see some of the really good production and some real like, whoa, you guys should, you guys should probably take a pause, hit pause and, and try and re reevaluate your production. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, dude. Well, bro, I, uh, I always like to, to kind of tie things together with quick, you know, quick get to know you outside of music questions. You still have a few minutes? Yeah, yeah, of course. Sweet. All right, dude. So I always ask this question. Sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. Who knows? But uh, what is your favorite candy? Ooh, okay. That's a good question. Normally I say Twizzlers for some oh, reason. Solid, like, dude. I don't know if that's like a candy candy. But oh, dude, I would say it is. I love um, I love Twizzlers. Yeah, but recently it's been Twix, man. Oh, I love solid. Twix. <laughs> dude, yeah. Well, first follow-up question. Which Twizzlers? Oh, that's a, there's a few bullet points. Like I like the OG, but then I like the, the little ones with the little, you know, the little nibs. Side. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah because, I forget what they're called. But. And like the one thing that, you know, I'm, I'm a big strawberry Twizzler guy, which yeah. like oh, I, yeah. I get judged for that. A lot of people are like, no, it's all about cherry. And I'm like, no, they're both great, but I'm strawberry. You know, I'm all about strawberry. <laughs> They're both equal. Okay. Yeah. I also like the really long, like, rubbery ones. Oh, yeah, you know, dude. That you peel down. Yeah, dude. I, the pull and peels, like, my son, every time I have any sort of, like, Twizzlers, he's like, are these the pull and peel? And I'm like, no. He's like, dang it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because then it's like, yeah, here, you just take this little sliver, buddy. Like, you don't yeah. need the whole Twizzler right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's freaking thick, dude. Oh, my gosh, dude. So, Twix, that's a, that's a solid one. Have you tried the new Cookies and Cream Twix? Sorry, what? Have you tried the new cookies and cream Twix? That's a thing? Uh, yeah, I saw it at the store the other day, and I haven't tried it yet. I was hoping you had, so I could know if wow. it was good. <laughs> nope, but I'll be going to freaking 7-Eleven after this. Like, I've never heard that was a thing, man. Yeah, Damn. dude, it looks great. Game changer. But yeah, I, I love Twix. I bet it is. And the ice cream is. Twix, I don't know if you've had those ice cream bar Twix, but those are... No, but... All right, man. Yeah, I, gotta, I gotta get on this. I just yeah. recently like got into Twix, so I'm I'm a newbie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm I'm just I'm I'm like I have a problem, bro. Like starting next week. Candy. Yeah, starting next week, I'm cutting sugar out for a couple of weeks to just kind of like detox. And I'm like I'm like oof, this is gonna be rough because I've literally I've literally got my bag of sour watermelon somewhere right over here in my office, like. Like I'm sitting here working and I just am like, I, I'm, I run into a problem while I'm doing some software and I'm like, okay, just eat some candy and read through it. And I'm like, oh crap, this is a problem. Mindlessly eating it. That's the dangerous part. I do the same thing, man. Whenever my <laughs> project's loading up, I'll like reach over to my little bowl, whatever yep. it is. And I'll just be like, yep. start eating and it's like, yeah, yeah dude. And it, and it muscle memory spirals memory. fast, dude. Spirals yeah, real fast. That bagel, that bagel empty. <laughs> Yeah, bro. And then, then you're back at the store. Yeah, and you and you feel like crap, but you totally keep doing it because you're just like, it tastes so great. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't care what the morning will feel like. Yeah, dude. Right now, I'm happy. Heck yeah, bro. All right, next question. Favorite non-musical hobby? 
Hmm. Oh, I'm only smiling because I feel silly saying it because, like, I'm just, like, a tiny little dude, but, like, I love playing basketball. Oh, so nice, I, dude. I just, I go out every day and just, like, work a little bit, and, like, in the same way as music, like, I'm in no any sense trying to play basketball in a league or anything, but, like, I just, like, I just like I'm like I want to be good. Like I just yeah. want to like feel comfortable shooting the ball, man. That, that's all. So every day I go out there like do my little layups and then start like backing it up a bit. Just yeah, dude. Mindlessly working. It always feels like a waste of time, but I'm like this is my exercise. Now. No, it's good, dude. That's yeah, awesome. Basketball. Super, super healthy and like I mean, it doesn't matter your size, bro. Like I, uh, I just feel so like it's so funny. Like you would never think. I feel like. Nah, dude. That's good, dude. That's awesome. Did you play in high school at all or? No, no. I, I mean, I used to play when I was like a kid and then yeah. uh, I was actually like super overweight in high school and uh, did not play any sport of any kind. And then uh, just in college, like I kind of just started playing at like the, the gym over there and nice, kind of fell in love with it for some reason. It's like more of like a, like when I'm stressed out, I'll just go and like shoot. It's like cathartic for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice, kinda, dude. Like, numbs the brain a bit. That's awesome, dude. That's a good hobby, man. Some people are like, some people are like me, and we like we play video games, you know. Like, I also do that though. <laughs> I play virtual basketball. Also, I'm doing that right before. Are you? Did you get two K twenty one already? No, I did. I oh. did not. I did not. I mean, it's that pretty is. much the same as two K. What seventeen? <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Maybe fourteen. But yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get the Tony Hawk. That's what I'm waiting for. Dude, Tony Hawk. It's great, dude. The remake is yeah. so dope. I love it's, it. It feels the same. Oh, dude, it feels exactly the same. It was oh. playing it with my uh, with my five year old, dude. It's so fun, dude. It's so oh, funny. That's gotta be crazy for you, Holy dude. Shit. Such Light a throwback. Yeah, dude. Because like I think. So I was nine when the original one came out. We got it on the N64. And so like throwing way back and I'm just like loved it back then. And now it's like gone full circle because my son loves it now. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) And it's like all like HD and Tony's old in the game. Yeah, I thought that was actually really rad how they literally ate. Like they had everyone come back in and aged everyone. And like, yeah, so cool. And then Tony Hawk's son is in it now. And he was born after the original game came out. What the heck? (laughs) Crazy, man. That's really cool. Tony Hawk is one of my favorite people. Like he just seems like such a cool dude. Yeah, dude. So so funny side story. So my I call him my uncle, but he's really my dad's cousin. Anyway, okay. he's he's basically an uncle to me. He's uh he's a professional videographer. He does a bunch of cinematography and stuff like that. He works with like National Geographic, all of these things. But when he was younger, he was a big surfer and he's big into all the extreme sports and he actually worked um he worked all of the major um extreme sports events. So he had like the Burton or not Burton, sorry. Um, who was, what's the, the surf company, uh, the bill, was it Billabong? I don't remember. So there was a surf, big surf competition in, in Hawaii every year that he would do. And then he would do the van skate competitions. And he, I remember I went, he taught me how to surf when I was like fresh out of high school. And, uh, and I, I was borrowing his, I was looking at his phone and he was like, Oh, you want to see something cool? And he goes to his contacts and he pulled up Tony Hawk's phone number. I was like, what? He's like, no, yeah, I used to, I used to be in contact. I used to record a lot of his, a lot of his like personal videos that he did. And I was like, no way. (laughs) I was like starstruck, bro. I was like floored. (laughs) That's, that's actually really funny though. Cause my uncle as well is a videographer as well. And he met like Sean White. Dude, that's dope. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, that's, so my yeah, uncle I was always fangirling about that, man. Yeah, dude. My uncle, he said he he did the X Games once, but he just like he didn't like the environment because he's like huh. he's real straight laced, you know, like yeah. like no drinking, no smoking, no, you know, like he's married, everything like that. So so for uh, for him, he's like, nah, that that wasn't my scene there at the X Games. <laughs> but he's like, everywhere else was a ton of fun. So so yeah, dude. Anyway, that's a total random story, but yeah, I straight up fangirl just seeing his phone number. I was like, what? <laughs> It's like larger than life, dude. And then yeah. you see him and he's just a regular person. That's yeah. Cool just straight dope, man. Like, so cool. Yep. I uh, I love it, man. All right. Next question. Favorite yes, movie? Sir. I just hit, like, all three of my top three. Like, and just, like, blocked my little, like, thought process <laughs> there. So I just thought, like, Nightmare Before Christmas, Moulin Rouge, and, like, Shutter Island. I, like, all oh, dang. Movies. That's, a, that's but, a good variety right there. Yeah, it's 
it, Moulin Rouge is a weird one, but that was, I think that may be the thing that got me into music. That was just the movie that my parents played when I was a kid. And I was it's funny because I've been told I need to watch it. I've never seen it, but I've been told like a hundred times it's great. It's crazy. It's it got really mixed reviews, but in terms of like it's super theatrical. <laughs> they use like they're covering like Nirvana, but like in like a totally different style. Yeah. It's like can can dancers and shit. <laughs> it's like it's crazy. It was but that was that was my favorite movie growing up as That's well awesome. as Nightmare. Those two were like my little like I feel at home watching those movies, you know. Yeah, dude. My uh so I don't like I'm not a big like dark slash creepy slash like kind of weird type movie guy my son absolutely loves him though he's five years old and and nightmare before christmas is one of his favorite things ever i bought him like a nightmare before christmas minecraft pack so he could like have all the all the characters and stuff and like the pigs are like the the bathtub like the walking bathtub thing oh that's so sick and he was just like he was in heaven and i was like dude i don't don't get it bro i don't get it (laughs) but that's that's like me like i i'm like if I could be in the Nightmare Before Christmas world, like I'd choose it over like real life any day. Just put me in there on loop, like I'm fine. So, like if I was able to like, like I wish I could turn this around, but I'm all connected. I have like, <laughs> this is just one of them, but I have like a million. Oh, of nice. All of the, all uh, nightmare. the pop, the pop figurines, is that what they are? Yeah. I just, I freaking like, I don't know. just want to be in there. It's like, if I could like run around in the Minecraft world with all the nightmare stuff i'd be set do it bro i think i so i think the uh i think it ended up costing like seven bucks to get the uh to get the minecraft skin and stuff yeah and like the whole world was already built out so like that little that little weird hill that that jack skellington stands on all of it was built out so like all of the houses the whole village was there and then you could even travel over to like to like the real world where like santa they kidnapped santa or whatever so like all of it was built out so he could just travel anywhere and like he loved it that was the greatest (laughs) that is yeah you've you've opened my mind to a lot of things today I need to check out dude minecraft minecraft can easily eat away at your life dude it can take a lot of your time <laughs> uh, yeah i've known i never really played like online or anything i was that weirdo that was just like building yeah I, I spent all my time on this one map and it was like massive and like all consistent and i loved it and then my computer crashed forever and then you're like oh well that sucks <laughs> there goes literally all of high school like yeah doing this <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude. That's awesome. Well, bro, thank you so much for joining me, man. That was an absolute blast. It was a lot of fun to uh, to talk about music, talk about, you know, you. And then obviously it's fun to geek out about, about bands that we love too, because that's typically yeah. something that, that I can do forever. <laughs> yeah, yep, me too. I, I'm always the guy that could just keep talking about this. So I'm, I'm glad, man. We should do it again sometime. Heck yeah, dude. Totally down.